Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Charles Barkley live in 15 minutes on the Goodyear Hotline. Oh, what a weekend. Two tremendous Game 7s. A game-winning triple play. A very important country club membership. And redemption, thy name is Rom. So much to do. Let's get it started. Here we go. Only one place to start. It is a stunner in South Philly. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. My, my goodness. What a remarkable turn of events. Until last night, over the last 30 postseasons, teams that were the number one seed in their conferences were 18-0. and 0 in Game 7s when they were favored by at least five points. However, none of those 18 teams were laboring under the misconception that Ben Simmons was a superstar. I take no joy in saying this. I've never met Ben Simmons in my entire life. But there isn't any other place to begin this conversation. Of all the things we saw this weekend, legacy-shaping performances led the way. Most of them extraordinary. Kevin Durant, never better even in defeat. Paul George silencing the critics. Devin Booker, a legit NBA superstar. And then there is Simmons, the lasting image of the process, which mercifully ends last night, will be an NBA all-star passing up an uncontested dunk on his way to scoring five points in 36 minutes in a home game with his season on the line. That's it. And it's just obviously not good enough. Ben Simmons did not attempt a shot in the fourth quarter of any of the final four games of this series. He didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter of game four, five, six, or seven. And the one he passes up last night will be the lasting image of his tenure in Philadelphia, which I think is almost certain to come to an end this offseason. Ben Simmons was an all-star this year, and Trey Young was not. Let that marinate in your mind for a little while. And in fact, let me take it a step farther. Let's make this Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. The opening paragraphs of ESPN Stats and Info story on this game said it all. Ben Simmons was 15 of 45 on foul shots in this series. He shot 33% from the line and 34% from the line for the playoffs overall accounting for the worst free throw percentage in NBA playoff history. The Hawks held him under 10 points in four of the seven games, including the five he scored last night. And he did not take a single shot in the fourth quarter of five of the seven games. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. It's as simple as this. You you can neither be Batman nor Robin if you cannot touch the ball in the fourth quarter. If your team has to take you off the floor at the ends of games, you're not an NBA star. I don't care what else you do. You are a role player who has four years and $146 million left on his contract. That's where we are. The great Magic Johnson was in studio with me a little while ago on ESPN's Get Up, and here's what he said. He needs a new start, a fresh start. So it's time to trade him. And it'll be good for the Sixers as well as good for Ben and his confidence. He needs to get with a veteran so that they can, you know, 
probably bring that confidence back and, and, and make him understand that if you're aggressive, it makes the team better. Then you got to work on your shot. All right, so there you have it. That was Magic with us here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Quite a day for me. I had Magic Johnson on TV. I got Charles Barkley in 10 minutes here on the radio. But at first, they begin with the members of the hashtag crew who are assembled. Hembo, Philadelphia native, Philadelphia sports fanatic. You get the floor first. Your reaction to what happened last night. I feel like it's over, Greeny. I feel like this whole thing is over. The process was something that we as Philadelphia fans sort of romanticized about. We embraced the losing because it guaranteed results in the future. And we were able to blame Sam Hinkie. And then we were able to blame Brian Colangelo. And we were able to blame Brian Colangelo's wife and Elton Brand and Brett Brown. But the bottom line of it is very clear now. These two guys, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, cannot coexist. Of that, there is now no question whatsoever. Yeah, you know, it... You're right, because and when I asked Zach Lowe about it on TV today, he said, look, Greeny, the, the process has been over. The process was the accumulation of all of the pieces. What you have now are the pieces, and the pieces just aren't good enough. I mean, it's just that simple, right? They're not good enough. So are you in favor, Hembo, of doing what Magic Johnson just said? You're not trading Ben Simmons at this point for Damian Lillard, Mm -mm. right? You're not getting Bradley Beal. I'm just throwing names out there of players that no one in their right mind is trading you for Ben Simmons now. And Magic brought it up on TV today. They blew it. They probably could have had James Harden this year Mm -hmm. and weren't willing to put um, Ben Simmons in the trade. You know what it reminds me of? When Jason Kidd first came into the league, they talked all about all the things he could do with the basketball, a magician, all that stuff. And you know what he did? He developed mm. an offensive game. I remember Reggie Miller was on Mike and Mike with me one time and said when he first came in the league, they called him Asin because he had no J. <laughs> but he developed one, and he became a reliable three-point shooter. You have to do it. It's one thing not to be able to shoot. It's another thing not to be willing to try. I can't remember ever seeing anything like no, this. No, Jason Kidd's 11th all-time in NBA history and made three-pointers. And what frustrates Philadelphia fans so much this morning, and to be clear, they're putting 100% of the blame here on Ben Simmons. You just listen to the local stuff. Is that right? At, well, no, it's not. There's never, there's, no, there's never an answer for which 100%. Like, definitely not. There's definitely a, you know, a blame pie to go around. But he's definitely wearing it. And as fans in that city, you just want the players to want it as badly as you do. And when you're passing up dunks, when you're passing up layups, when you're acting so passively late in games when we know you have it in you, that's what's frustrating to no end. And, and so that's one perspective. Let me, let me then read you the infamous Greeny Show Google Doc. Mm. Nuno's note to me read, quote, The process is finally over. It was never a good thing for the NBA, and the 76ers and their lack of heart just killed it, thankfully. That's Nuno. That's <laughs> Nuno's unbiased suggestion to me on stories we might talk about on the program. That is the function of the Google Doc. Nuno, go. Your reaction this morning. The process is dead, thankfully. This is what fans, 76ers fans, I, you know, the any fan who believes in losing and consistently losing to gather these pieces. By the way, the pieces weren't good enough to win. Mm. It's This is what you get. Like, you gave your heart to a bunch of 13-win, 17-win seasons. You had a guy who decided to sit out when he could have played his rookie of the year because he wanted to come back to win the rookie of the year. You deserve this. This is horrendous for sports that this whole process, that everyone went through this and thinking that it was successful. It's not. You didn't win a title. 
thankfully, hopefully teams learn to say, we need to put out a good quality basketball team and try to actually win. None of this garbage. All right, Nuno, getting it done. How about it? How about it? Nuno fired up this morning. Uh, Charles Barkley's got a big bar to jump over My now gosh. as he gets that thing started. Okay, so Barkley's going to have his thoughts live on it in just a few minutes here. Mm. We will get to that, and we will be on this pretty much all morning long. But there's one other thing I really wanted to share. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. The one thing I want to say before we get to all of that and Charles Barkley is about the best story of the weekend. Now, I assume you are aware of what happened with John Rahm on the golf course two weeks ago. That is, that with a six-shot lead after three rounds at the Memorial, he was told, informed literally walking off the 18th green, and thus in, in front of the entire world was his reaction, that he had tested positive and he had to leave the championship. He didn't get a chance to win, and that's a very big event. So you're aware of that. What you may not be aware of is what happened off the course with John Rahm. Because Rom had to then go into quarantine. Rom's wife just had a baby very recently. And John Rom talked about how what bothered him the most, because his parents came over to visit to see the baby, what bothered him the most was not the op- losing the opportunity to win the golf tournament, but the fact that when his father met his child for the first time, he, John, couldn't be there. He missed that moment. And I can tell you, as one who has been through that moment twice, I'm the one, my, I'm older than my brother, Stace and I are the ones who made my parents' grandparents for the first time. That's a moment you never forget. That's as good a moment as you'll get in your lifetime. And so Rom doesn't get that moment. And that bothered him a lot more than losing the opportunity to win the golf tournament. Two weeks later, on Father's Day, with his father on the golf course, Rom rolls in two bombs for birdie on 17 and 18 to win his first major and become the first Spaniard ever to win the U.S. Open. Sometimes, sports gives us stories that are too good for Hollywood, too good that anyone would ever believe that they were true. So for all the basketball we're going to talk about, that was the best thing I saw this entire weekend. Charles Barkley will join us live next. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Oh, it doesn't get better than this. Greeny, back with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, the great Charles Barkley in 30 seconds on the Goodyear Hotline. We actually have some pretty significant breaking news from the Supreme Court 
that directly impacts sports, and I'm dying to hear Charles's take on that as well. We'll do all of that, as I say, in half a minute after this from California Almonds. You want to be your best, whether your best means being the best bingo player in the office or the best volleyball player on the planet. To do it, you're going to need some help, your teammate, to tackle anything and everything. A handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein and are an excellent source of vitamin E and magnesium. It's the snack you need to keep your head in the game and your body energized. So whether you're going for the gold or another round of bingo, refuel with almonds. California Almonds own your every day, every day. And with that, here he is, the Hall of Famer, the one, the only, Charles Barkley, back with us on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Charles Barkley. You see the way my Sixers played last night? (laughs) (laughs) I saw the way your Sixers played, so I know that you're in a bad mood. I'm sorry uh, to have to to ask you questions about it, but I saw you and your friend over there, Mr. Shaquille O'Neal, last night, and Shaq was having a lot of fun with it at your expense and was also, as everyone was, Highly critical of Ben Simmons. So as you wake up this morning, that's where it begins. What are your thoughts on Ben Simmons right now? Well, number one, I feel sad. Uh, nobody wants to see if, listen, if you've ever played sports before, you, you, and you've been, you don't want to see anybody just melt down publicly like that. I, I felt the first thing I felt was like, yo man, because when you play sports, you're naked for the world. And you just felt bad for the kid because he, cause he's a great kid, but clearly he's got some mental issues going on when it comes to free throws, shooting the ball and things like that. So my initial thought was sad to see somebody struggle like that publicly. Secondly, listen, I've been listening and, uh, you know, been obviously I've been on a bunch of talk shows and listen, I don't, they got to do two things in Philadelphia. They got to sit Ben Simmons down and say, Ben, are you going to work on your game? That's the first conversation Doc Rivers, Elton Brand got to have uh, with this guy at Daryl Morey. They got to sit down and say, are you going to work on your game? Because, you know, I hear all these people talking about, well, they got to trade Ben Simmons. Greeny, what NBA team that watched the last five games going to give up a ton to get Ben Simmons? Mm. So, so those are the first two conversations. They, I hear all these guys talking about, well, they've got to trade Ben Simmons. What general manager in his right mind would see watch the last five games and say, we need to go and get that guy and give up something for him? Because he makes a lot of money, so you're going to have to match salaries. But what general manager is going to say right now is blowing up the Philadelphia's phone this morning saying, we want, we've got to have that guy? So I think it's a twofold conversation. Is he going to work on his game? Because I don't think it's going to be that easy to trade him. Four years and $146 million is what he has left on his contract. And so I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I asked Magic Johnson this question on TV this morning as well. If you're his teammate, I mean, Embiid was, I mean, almost came as close to like openly criticizing him as you usually will see a teammate do after a game last night. The frustration is obvious. If you're his teammate, during the offseason, once everything has calmed down, what are you saying to him as a great player? What are you saying to him about what he needs to do? Well, you know, I think it's similar to the conversation LeBron's going to have to have with Anthony Davis, to be honest with you. LeBron's going to have to say, Anthony, are you going to work on your body? You should be the best player in the NBA. You know, it's kind of reminded me when I saw Magic on your show this morning, like, at some point, LeBron's going to be like Kareem was and have to turn it over to Anthony Davis. 
uh, and he become the best player. So that's a great similarity. And if I'm if I'm Joel Embiid, you know, Ben, you're going to have to get your game together, man. We got If we're going to win this thing, I need you to be a, a, not just an all-star, a superstar. And right now, with your inability to shoot the basketball, we can't reach our full potential. I mean, listen, like I say, the Sixers going to have to have an honest conversation with Ben. Because all these guys getting on TV talking we got to trade Ben Simmons. We got, like, what would you give up for Ben Simmons right now? There's no team in their right mind, even if, first of all, even if it's a bad team, what are you willing to give up to get Ben Simmons? I'm not giving up a lot, especially when you said those numbers. He's owed like $140-something million. I'm not going to give a guy $140 million that I can't play in the fourth quarter of a game. The great Charles Barkley with us here on ESPN Radio. That's obviously what most people around the NBA are talking about today. Let's go to a few other things. Let's go to the opposite extreme. I want to hear from you as an immortal, as one of the greatest players in the history of the sport. How would you describe, for those who did not see your coverage over the weekend, how would you describe what you saw from Kevin Durant in this series against Milwaukee, particularly games five and seven? What did he do that you saw? I saw a guy who's the most skilled offensive player I've probably ever seen. Uh, I've never, like, you can't guard that guy. Uh, you know, I've always said I thought James Harden was the best one-on-one basketball player I've ever seen. He's not Michael or Kobe, but as far as being a one-on-one player, they uh, Kevin, what he did in game five and seven, I was like, maybe he's a, he's the best one-on-one player I've ever seen. Um, but, you know, that series, got to take my hat off to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, winning game six and game seven, that was pretty good, man. But Kevin, man, he proved that he's the best offensive player in the NBA. You know, and I feel like there may be something more to it than that as well, Charles. And, and that is so many people, Stephen A., yourself, me, and many others, the, the, going to Golden State and winning the championships that they did, that, that there was always a little something about that that it felt like it wasn't the same. That, that one championship in Oklahoma City, but it would have been worth 10 with Golden State. And then he comes to the Nets, and if he and Kyrie and James Harden do that together, they sort of all share the load. I'm not sure what we would have said about KD. I feel like this series may have elevated him, at least in my eyes, and I'm curious in yours, despite the fact that they lost. I feel like there was something he showed us that he never really did before. Well, listen, Greeny, he's not going to ever get the credit from guys like myself until he's the number one player, the number one option. Mm-hmm. He joined the bandwagon of Clay and Steph. So we, we're, not, we're not even going to give uh, no disrespect. We're not going to give him credit for what happened in Golden State. Mm-hmm. Uh, and listen, when he partnered with Kyrie and James, that was some foul about that, to be honest with you. So it's a really tricky question. But until he wins the championship where he's the number one guy, he's never going to get the respect from the old guys, plain and simple. I think that's right. I, I feel exactly the same way, to be honest with you. I, 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 he proved more to me, not that my opinion should make any difference to him, and I'm sure it does not, 
But with the way he played in games five and seven, when his team needed literally everything from him, he played 101 out of 101 minutes in those two games and had and won one of them basically by himself and was this close to doing the other one, you know, literally however many inches his toe was over that line, that it would have been a, a three-point shot instead of a two. I, I thought that was one of the great performances I've ever seen, despite the fact they lost one of the games. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But when Michael Jordan got 63 against the Celtics, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. But yeah. they still got an L hung on them. Mm-hmm. So two things can be true. I mean, when Michael scored 63, I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're all imagining on W's and L's, plain and simple. Fair enough. All right, the great Charles Barkley. Let me ask you one more thing, Charles. This literally broke. This story came across as uh, we were in our break and getting set to bring you on. So I'm going to read you the information that we have. I very seldom do Supreme Court news here, but I'm going to read this directly. In a victory for college athletes, the Supreme Court has unanimously invalidated a portion of the NCAA's amateurism rules. The court says the NCAA can no longer bar colleges from providing athletes with education-related benefits such as free laptops or paid postgraduate internships. The news is still coming, but the decision was unanimous. The NCAA, the uh, the Supreme Court has ruled against the NCAA and in favor of the players. And you obviously played it at the highest level at Auburn. You were a part of the, the telecast there with Turner and CBS and everybody of the tournament every single year. So I'm, I'm interested to hear your reaction as the Supreme Court for today and I'll get more information as it comes, has sided with the players and not with the and, and against the NCAA? Well, let me say this. The NCAA, they're always reactive to anything. They're, all, they're a bunch of boneheads. They're always reactive. You know, Mike, I'm really concerned about this name, image, and likeness thing on several fronts. Number one, I always want the players to get anything possible. I'm always for the players. Uh, but my concern is who's going to get, get paid. I know let's, let's take a college football team, the quarterback and the running back. They're probably going to be selling a lot of jerseys. They are probably going to get a car deal, but how many offensive linemen, how many people going to buy the offensive lineman's Jersey, defensive lineman's Jersey? Uh, listen, let's take basketball now. Yeah, every there's one there's one maybe great player on every college team. He gonna sell a bunch of jerseys and make a lot of money, and he's gonna get a car deal. But the other guys are gonna be resentful or jealous. Mm. That, those are the type of things that concern me when we talk about you're gonna be able to use your name, image, and likeness. It's gonna be great for a couple of guys, but for the majority of players, nobody's buying a defensive lineman's jersey. They, the, now the quarterback, the running back. Uh, let's take uh, the kid at uh, the kid at uh, Gonzaga. The people are gonna buy his jersey. Maybe a couple more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baylor. There's a couple guys they might buy their jersey. But the, this notion that it's gonna open up the floodgates and all these players gonna start making a boatload of money. Uh, I don't think that's the way it's going to work. And secondly, if I'm a high school kid, then this is what really concerns me the most especially for the NBA kid. If I'm only going to go to college for one year, where can I sell the most jerseys? Where can I get a car deal? No, I'm going to Duke, Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky. I'm not going to a smaller school. I've only got to be there for six months. 
how can I maximize my money potential? I think it's really going to escalate between the haves and the have-nots. So stuff like that really concerns me. And I don't know the answer. I want to make that perfectly clear. But this notion that everybody can sell their name, image, and likeness now, and everybody's going to make a lot of money, I think that's totally bogus. It is a concern for a lot of people, and a lot of the points you bring up are right. This was a ruling in a different area. I know you know that, but I want to make it clear for the audience. Again, I'm reading more information here. They unanimously affirm a ruling dealing a blow to the NCAA's definition of amateurism. Justice Kavanaugh wrote, the NCAA is not above the law. Again, it was a unanimous decision. I mean, the court doesn't rule unanimously on practically anything, and yet they have unanimously ruled against the NCAA. Charles Barkley. Well, well Mike, you, yeah, you, go. You said they, they, you said that they can give them laptops and things like that. So, so that that, that show you how stu- stupid the NCAA giving guys like giving guys laptops and you know going back when I played, uh, if they could only give you like one or two pair of shoes, anything over that, like stuff like that, has been outdated for a hundred years. But I'm just telling you, that shows you how boneheads. The NCAA is that we have to go to the Supreme Court to figure out that giving a kid a computer is unfair. That's just stupid. It is. Some of the limitations have always been ridiculous. Again, I'm trying to read this along here as I go. That that what this is. This it was a very narrow little area of things that athletes weren't allowed to do. The Supreme Court has ruled that those things, those strict limits violate U.S. antitrust law that is described here in the Wall Street Journal as a decision that could have broad ramifications for the future of college sports. The court, in a unanimous opinion by Justice Neil Gorsuch, upheld rulings that said the NCAA unlawfully limited schools from competing for player talent by offering better benefits to the detriment of college athletes. So that is where this thing is today, Charles, and, and we'll see where it goes. It was just fortuitous for me that I had you here to get your initial reaction. You know, I love every time I get this chance. Thanks a million, Chuck. Be well, and we'll talk soon. Hey, thanks for having me on. Keep up the great work, too, Mike. All right, you're the best. Charles Barkley with me here on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. I, I want to dive a little more into this. This is something that is very interesting to me. I was going to get into the baseball stuff with Hembo here, and I still will. But this literally broke as we were getting ready to come out of that break. So let me make a quick remark on this. The first talk show I ever hosted in my life was in the fall of 1992. I was working at the All Sports Radio Station in Chicago, WSCR, still there. Uh, It is now the the competitor of our station, our ESPN station. But there was no ESPN radio then. This was the fall of 1992. I was a reporter, but... Every now and again during a not very high profile time on weekends, they would put some of us on to host shows and they let me host a show, my first ever talk show. And in the first ever talk show I ever hosted 29 years ago this fall, my lead topic was how completely unfair the NCAA guidelines are and the NCAA rules. So this is a topic that has been important to me and that I have felt strongly about for my entire professional life and beyond. And one of the many reasons for that, it's certainly not the only one, but one of the many reasons for that is that I will never forget we had a story at Northwestern, my alma mater, where we had a star player named Darnell Autry, who's a running back who I, I want to say finished second from the Heisman that year to Eddie George. He, he finished very high. I think he finished second. That's not the point of the story, but he was a terrific player. And his jersey is hanging in the bookstore for sale at the university bookstore. You could walk in there and you could buy 
his jersey. And I read a story that said he couldn't afford to buy one. He didn't have enough money to buy one. And that was the moment I realized that just can't be okay. Like that's, I don't know what the answers are. I'm not smart enough to always know what the answers are. But I can identify a problem when I see one. And if we have a system in which you are selling this guy's name and he can't afford to buy it, we've gone awry. Now, that would have happened after 92 because Darnell was there a little bit later. But that's the story that has always stuck in my head. And the point is that 29 years ago, I started talking about this on the air. And I would have started it sooner than that, but no one ever gave me the chance. So the point is, I am strongly, have always strongly been in favor of athletes being allowed to be compensated for their name, image, and likeness. I do not think that any regulation on that is reasonable. And the simple reason for that, my, my reasoning on that is extremely simple. This is the United States of America. Anything, any limitations of that sort strike me as completely unreasonable, unfair, and un-American. Now, the issue of paying athletes a salary is completely separate from allowing players to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. And I recognize that none of this is as simple as just opening up the floodgates. Candidly, I'm not so sure how different things would be if we did. And I think that, generally speaking, whatever harm it did would to the competitive nature of the sport would be outweighed, in my view, by the good that would be done for the greater good, which is to say most of the kids playing college athletics – that is the highest they will ever go. That is the most they will ever accomplish, the most they will ever achieve, the most that they could ever have the opportunity to cash in, if you will, for all of that work that they did. And if someone is willing to give them something for it, it should be no one's business to stop that someone from doing it. And for example, you know, my kids are in college now. When I go visit them in school, one of my favorite things to do, and when I was in school, one of my favorite things was when my parents would come or someone else's parents would come and visit and we would take the kids out for dinner. Like we, we, when, you know, we, we would go visit Nikki when she was in school and I'd say, Nikki, get a bunch of your friends together and we'd, you know, it, it's so much fun. If your child is a scholarship athlete, you can't do that. You can't do it. I, maybe you can do it if, if their person's friends aren't scholarship athletes, but if your son's on the football team and all his friends are on the football team, you can't go to school and take his friends out. Because that's a violation. That's just not right. It's not right. And there is no, there's nothing you could be protecting that, in my view, is worth that. Like, you're placing limitations on the lives of people that are completely unfair and unreasonable. So the Supreme Court has ruled nine to nothing in favor of this, and I would like to raise my hand and make it ten. I'm completely on that side, and we'll see where it goes. Here it is. The case doesn't, I'm not sure who put this up. Maybe you did, Hembo. But the case doesn't decide whether students can be paid salaries. Instead, it will help determine whether schools decide to offer athletes tens of thousands of dollars in education-related benefits for things such as computers, graduate scholarships, tutoring, study abroad, and internships. One way or another, it is a huge step towards what is going to be a major, sweeping, massive change in the definitions of amateurism in this country. Where exactly they will end, I don't know. We will get to all the baseball. Today is going to be a huge day in baseball. The sport will 
at the risk of overstating it, the sport will never be the same again after today. And Hembo will explain why in a couple of minutes. But right now, I want to open up the phones coming off of a really busy sports weekend. Time for your hot takes. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your hot takes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, my name is Greeny. You're listening to ESPN Radio. The Supreme Court has eviscerated the NCAA. So if you're just joining me, this story was developing in a commercial break, or it first came across, the, the Supreme Court ruling nine to nothing against the NCAA in this case about amateurism. And I didn't get a chance to read it. It was literally, it was just starting to come out. And I asked Charles Barkley about it. And then in that last commercial break, I just had a chance to read the opinion rendered by Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Holy smoke. (laughs) I promised I was going to take some phone calls. So I want to do that here. And then I'm going to read you this. Let me put it this way. This is a paragraph, the likes of which they never recover from. This is the Supreme Court of the United States changing the world of college sports as we know them. But first, I promise the cause. Let's do it. Hot takes. What's on your mind? Brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. Bubba's with us this morning, as always. Bubba, who's our first call? Let's go to Joe. All right, Joe, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. Hey, what's up, Greeny, man? I just saw you on Get Up. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's a hot take for me today, Joe? Hey, uh, this is regarding the Sony Sisters. We saw that 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 that, that crap shoot we seen um, the other night, and this regarding Embiid. Um, hot take is Embiid should just ask for a trade, or he should just ask for uh, Ben Simmons to go. Uh, he can't get it done with his boy. I know that's his boy and all, but it is a business, and um, we know who knows how long Embiid got in dreams. You know what I'm saying? I do. I think you're right. I I think that Joel Embiid, by basically coming out and saying the game turned on that play where Ben Simmons passes up an uncontested dunk, I think in its own way, that was Joel Embiid basically saying, we're done here. Like this whole he and I thing, it's done. You brought in Doc Rivers as your one last gasp effort to try and make it work for the two of us. It isn't going to. I don't think he's going to demand a trade. I think he is going to let everybody know that it is time for the other guy to get traded. And that ultimately is what I think is going to happen. And I think they're going to get pennies on the $146 million that they have left on his contract in return. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Kyle. Kyle, give me a hot take. All right, so Ben Simmons going to get traded to the Lakers, and he's going to win most improved player next year. <laughs> who are they getting for him? Like, who, who are the Lakers? They're not trading Anthony Davis. Who, who are they? 
Schroeder. Say it again. They're going to get rid of Kuzma and Schroeder. So if, if so if all they get, mm. what is Dennis Schroeder's contractual status? Because he he turned he down that one, right? huge deal. So so how 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 close is he to contract time? I, that was the big story. Was all the money he passed up, but and Kuzma was just terrible. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder's a free agent. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's not. That, that doesn't work. I'd seen the, the notes, people talking about that, and they could still make, find a way to make it work. Let's put it this way. If you're the Sixers and all you do, all you get back in exchange for Ben Simmons is Kyle Kuzma and Dennis Schroeder, then it goes to show you just how wrong this thing went. Oh, no question about it. But Sixers fans are now at the point they're willing to accept a trade for 50 cents on the dollar for Ben Simmons. Well, yeah, that's what that is. No doubt. Oh, even less than 50 cents. I don't think, I don't think one for one the Sixers would do Simmons for Kuzma. But Kuzma plus, I think they would consider it. I mean, honest. if that's what they wind up with, does that, does that, the ultimate, the goal here is to win a championship. It's right. not just to get rid of the guy. So getting rid of the guy is part of the trade. But the other part of the trade is how do we put ourselves closer yeah. to what we ultimately want to get? Does a team led by Joel Embiid, Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, and and Tobias Harris, does that win the East? It does not win the East. No. I mean, I, I, they got to do better. I mean, look, I, I understand we are now living in this world, but they got to do better than that. Yeah. Bubba, who's next? Donnie. All right, Donnie, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. Greeny, what's happening, buddy? Listen, I'm telling you right now, if you are a Bucks player or a Bucks fan, watch out because I think Atlanta is going to take them down. Mm. Everybody was talking about the Bucks and how great they are and their favorites. I mean, they barely got past the Nets with, you know, one star on their team. I just, I, I just don't think the Bucks are what people think they are. And, and I'm telling you, I think Atlanta barring, you know, Trey Young having another bad performance like he did in Game 7 against the Sixers, even though they won. But, I mean, if he plays up to his potential, watch out. Atlanta's going to the NBA Finals. I think that's a really good call. I love the heat of the take because the whole world is going to pick Milwaukee now. I like it. I, I think you're right. That's a that's a good team. They have a lot of balance. They have a lot of players. They got guys who can pick up the slack when Trey Young is shooting whatever it is he shot last night and finally got hot in the fourth quarter. I think it's a pretty good take. What do you think, Hembo? I watched every game of that series, obviously, being a 76ers fan, and I came away most impressed, not with just Trey Young, with the depth of that team. They've been as good as anybody in the league since Nate McMillan became their coach. That's right. They're plus 350 to win the series against the Bucs. I'd lay a few shekels on that, plus 350, just like you did in the last series against the 76ers. Nuno, uh, give me the pick. Bucks, Hawks, Eastern Conference Finals start Wednesday. Who wins? Bucks in five. Bucks in five. Mm. Bucks. See, Nuno just he just bucks the trend. Uh, if you'll excuse the the, the expression, uh, he just goes in the opposite direction. I like it. Thank you for the calls; they're outstanding. We still have to get to baseball. Why baseball? Today is the first day of the rest of baseball's life. I got a green list today on NBA stars that remain in the playoffs. Both of those are coming. But up next, I'm going to read you a the most blistering paragraph I think I've ever seen in my entire life that is going to change sports as we know it. Next. 